Your greatest moment in life, defining moment in life, is before you. You are, you are not finished. You're not finished. You just begun. It's not over until God says it's over. So don't be lukewarm, double-minded, and looking back. Get all excited because everything is, everything is on time. Everything is on time. You hear me? Everything is on time. He will make all things work for the good of them that love God. He will turn your ashes of a failure, of a disappointment, of a disillusionment, and turn it into something beautiful. Something beautiful. I said, He's going to give you beauty for ashes. So we, we are just so blessed. There is nothing to, to, to be anxious about. You just walk in the Spirit and you do it all right. Thank you for watching. Welcome. God's going to speak to you because God has given me a message. I've been in prayer, seeking the first of God, asking for a message to you, to strengthen you, to build you up, to make you know that your Father, the Almighty God, is in absolute control of everything that's going on in Ukraine that's why my message today has to do with a bigger picture of what does this mean? What is the impact of this on every nation on the earth? What time is it? What are the events that will impact you and me? My message today is the coming unification of America and Russia. Russia and America are going to be unified. Now, when you look at that as a rationalist, a realist, you're going to say, I don't see that coming. In the light of what's going on, there's no way that's going to happen. Well, we don't go by observation, analysis. We go by, it is written. We go by revelation that we receive from the Father. Because God is in absolute control of everything that's happening. And he wants you and me to know what's happening, why it's happening, and what we can do as the people of God. That's why I want to take you into the Word so that your understanding is not just from a political point of view, an economic point of view, uh, a cultural point of view, I want you to have a biblical understanding, a prophetic understanding. What time is it? What other things happening that will impact you and me in this decade, the final decade on earth? This is the terminal generation. The coming of the king of kings is here now. We are seeing the signs of the times happening every day. We are watching biblical prophecy being fulfilled. That is why it is important to know that God has not abandoned us and left us with no understanding, with no messenger. He has made me a messenger, a herald of his coming. I have a message from God. I am sent to you to share with you exactly what the purpose of this war, the biblical understanding, 
the prophetic dimension to this wall so that you will know from a biblical divine perspective and not be caught up in the warmongering that's going on and the, the chaos and the confusion that's going on and the anxieties that's going on that you may have the peace of God that passes all understanding. Because when you listen to God, every time God speaks, he says, peace be unto you. He gives us his peace in the midst of the storm because Christ is in control of everything that's going on. He's the Lord of history. Nothing is happening by chance. This Ukraine uh, conflict, which is nothing but a proxy war between the two superpowers, what does it mean? Where are we going? What will be the outcome? What's the end game? All these things are explained in scripture. I will continue to explain this more and more in the days that lies ahead so that the people of God will know that our God predicted, foretold these things. He told us when they would take place and how they will, uh, how they will shape the world, what will come out of them, what will be the impact in geopolitics. We have a God that is amazing, a loving Father that loves us too much to keep us ignorant. That is why in the book of Amos, chapter 3, verse 7, Surely the Lord God does nothing unless he reveals his secret to his servants, the prophet. God will not do anything in the world without revealing it to his servants, his prophets, the anointed, appointed men of God who fear God, who walk with God. I'm not talking about prophets for profit. I'm talking about true men of God who hear God, who wait upon God, who listen to God. They will hear the voice of the shepherd and they will be able to communicate to the people of God the truth of what time it is how they can prepare as it was in the days of Noah. There is a need for the church to prepare for this hour of visitation because this hour of visitation is the hour of the vindication of the people of God because God's going to do marvelous things in these last days. There's going to be great demonstration of his power and his glory. He has chosen you to be alive in this hour. He has brought you into the kingdom for such a time as this, a time like no other time in history, when God says you pour his spirit upon all flesh, our sons and our daughters will prophesy. This is a time of visitation from heaven. The spirit of Elijah is here. The spirit of demonstration, declaration, the spirit that will show and reveal every mystery that's been hidden through the ages because we are now living at the end of the ages, at the end of time. Because we live in such an hour, a, an ominous hour, a defining hour in history, God has much to tell us. He wants us to understand all the things that are taking place. The church has not been listening. That's why the people of God not, don't know what is happening. They have to rely upon social media, mainstream media, they cannot hear from God. God is not speaking because people are not listening. 
And God says, I won't do anything until I tell my servants, the prophets. The spirit of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. We have the anointing. We have been called by God and sent by God and given the message of the hour, the now message, the rhema. Not just the logos, the written word. I'm talking about, it's not about the historical sermons, historical understanding. It's about the revelational understanding that's given by the Holy Spirit. The interpretation of what God is saying and what God is doing in our world today. In the book of Daniel, chapter 12, verse 10. Men shall be purified in these days. There is the purification taking place. People are examining themselves now. Because they know something is up. They know something is happening. And they know it's not good. That's why there is, there is a purification of those who are seeking God. Saying, God, what is happening? Could you cleanse me? Wash me clean. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and guide me. Because they realize that without the presence of the Holy Spirit and the, his guidance, there is, no, there is no future for this generation. The future is only with those who are at the center of God's will. And that's why it says, many shall be purified, made white, and refined. This is the call of the church today. To be purified. Without holiness, no man can see God. To be made white, as white as snow. When we confess our sins, He's just and faithful to forgive us and to cleanse us from all sin and all unrighteousness. When we come to him and confess and humble ourselves and ask for the blood of Jesus to wash us clean, we'll be as white as snow to make us white and refined, refined like pure gold in these last days. I believe there is a people on the earth that know their God, that will do great exploits. I know there is a move of God and parallel in all of human history. I believe we are at the threshold of the best of day, days. The worst of years are behind us for the church. A, a spiritual drought, dryness, church in, in confusion, wandering in the wilderness. Now we are crossing over into the land of promise. We are being raised up as the mighty army, ready for the warfare. The greatest spiritual warfare of all time is here and now. That's why God's hand is all over you. That's why he's calling you to be back in the word, on your knees, in prayer. It's time for you to forgive those people that have wronged you. It's time now to, to reach out and tell others of the love of God. It's time not to, 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 to be lukewarm. I'm complacent. It's time to seek the Lord with all your heart and be purified. God is looking for clean vessels that he can use in these last days. You are the candidate. You are the chosen. And now you need to be the anointed because God has chosen you for the anointing. But the anointing requires that you, requires that you align yourself with his heart. 
you bring yourself into that alignment and then the Spirit of God will come upon you and the joy of the Lord will fill your heart and then the understanding and the illumination of the Holy Spirit will flow through you and you will know all things because God wants us to know all things. Because Jesus said, I have told you all things. Because he wants us to know all things. Now having said that, I want, I want to, to zero in on the specificity of this particular conflict, what it means to you, to the world, because everybody else is talking about political issues, political solutions, economic solutions, and everything else except the main reason. What is God doing on the earth today? What is this war, this proxy war between America and Russia, the West and, and, and Russia? What is it? What, what is the outcome? of this war. This is defined in scripture, is revealed in scripture. That is why I want to walk you through and show you little by little, line upon line, precept upon precept, here a little, there a little, until the whole picture emerges, until you can see, look back and see the wisdom of God and the amazing precision timing that the end game happens at the appointed time in the way God defines it in scripture, there is nothing that's going to happen between America and Russia and the nations that is not in scripture revealed already to us. Because this is a love letter from our Father. It's divine intel. We know, but it is written. Prophecy is history pre-written, pre-recorded. So that means... We know the future because the future has been revealed. We understand the future by revelation, that is by the Spirit of God, we are anointed and given specific understanding by the Holy Spirit. He interprets the writing on the wall. When they were in a crisis in Babylon because there was a writing on the wall, the, the wise men, the think tanks, the Chaldeans, the magicians, they all couldn't read the writing. So they turned to a man of God, Daniel, a man of prayer, who walked with God, who heard the voice of God. They called on him because when everything else fails, you need to know what God is saying. So they called for him. And when they called for him, he was able to interpret clearly with no ambiguity what the writing was. Many, many take off our sin. He says, what writing there is saying, this is the end of your great kingdom, a superpower that day that God has weighed you and found you wanting, and he has removed you from the kingdom. And that night, the kingdom was taken away from the Babylonians and given to Medopasia. That's how fast God can move. Removing the, the dominant superpower of its day in a night. One night. History is not determined by the strength of nations. History is determined by their relationship to God. A nation that forget God will, be, will perish. That means it doesn't matter how powerful it is. A nation that comes against God like Egypt... They, 
They stopped the children of Israel from, moving, from living and obeying God, and God just wiped them out. The whole military was drowned in the Red Sea. That's our God. Our God is moving again in these last days. We're in the final days of human history, and God's on the move. And nothing's going to happen according to the, to, the, to the stinking thinking of man. It's not going to happen according to the desires of America, the desires of Russia. It's not going to happen. It's going to happen according to the scriptures. What God says in his word, that's the way it's going to be. That's why it is important that you listen to me and have an understanding of the real future, where we are going, what the end game is, because God controls the end game. We know what time it is. It's a time of a major conflict. Revelation chapter 6, 7, and 8. We're at the time of the fourth beast, the fourth horse rider, sorry, the fourth horse rider that is mentioned in Scripture in the book of Revelation. There were four of them. The first one was the, the white horse rider. That was the first world war. The second one was a red horse. That was the Second World War. The third one was the Black Horse, Black Monday. All these happened. 1914, 1940, 1987. Complete. Now, 2020. 2020. The fourth horse was released. When was the fourth horse released? At the signing of the Abrahamic Accord, at the beginning of the 70th Shemitah, at the beginning of the final decade on earth, he was released. What is that? The fourth horse rider, the pale horse, the pale horse. It's a pale horse because it's a composite horse. It has the white, it has the red. It has the black. That means a, a combined results of all the, the, the things that happened during the First World War, the Second World War, the economic collapse of 1987, all combined. That means total, complete wiping out of global economy, a, a global financial reset as a result of it. It's all part of the, the, this pale horse. Which, which was released in 2020 at the time of the signing of the Abrahamic Accord. Immediately after that came the, the pandemic. When he opened the fourth seal, I heard the voice of the fourth living creature saying, Come and see. So I looked and behold a pale horse. And the name of him who sat on it was Death and Hades. Followed him. And power was given to them over a fourth of the earth to kill with war, with sword, with hunger, global food shortages because of the breakdown in the supply chain, because of nuclear holocaust, um, nuclear winter, nuclear contamination. And all these things are going to impact with death and with beast of the earth. Now we're seeing the, the, that in this conflict of the end of days, beginning by 2020, with the pandemic, comes the war in Ukraine. 
What, is the, what are the purposes of the war in Ukraine? What are the things that God wants to accomplish? Because there's a prophetic dimension to these conflicts. They are not just sociological or political, economical issues. There is a divine purpose to all these things because it is God who raises kingdoms. It is God who, who crushes them down and throws them down and lifts up new, new nations because he is the Lord. The whole world belongs to him. He is the Lord of history. There is no other name except the name of Jesus. And him that's above every name. His kingdom is from everlasting to everlasting. And the kingdoms of this world are about to be given to the sons of God. We are living in the final days on earth. The summit of history. The apex of history. In the days of consummation. The consummation of all things. The end of all things upon us. We are in the Shemitah of the end of the times of the Gentiles. That means everything the Gentiles will do will com be completed at the end of these seven years. The end of the Shemitah, the end of the times of the Gentiles. That's begun with the Abrahamic Accord in 2020. And seven years will bring an end to the times of the Gentiles, the dominance of the Gentiles in the global theater. The dominance of non-Jewish people. The kingdom will be returned to the house of David, will be returned to the Jewish people, just like God promised. And he gave us the timeline when that will take place. And the timeline brings us to 2027. Isn't that exciting? That everything is happening right on time, the appointed time. Some of you are new to, to listening to me. You say, how do you calculate that? Well, the Bible tells us in, um, in the book of Daniel, Daniel chapter 11 tells us uh, a lot of the wars that are taking place, how they're going to shape out, what's going to happen. And Daniel chapter 12, verse 11 tells us that it's 1,290 years to the abomination of desolation, the building of the Dome of the Rock. That's how God told Daniel. He said, calculate. Calculate the times of the Gentiles. They began by Nebuchadnezzar stopping the sacrifices in 600 BC. When you calculate from that day when you were standing in Jerusalem and all the vessels of the temple were taken to Babylon, from that day you can calculate 1,290 years to the abomination of desolation, which is the Dome of the Rock. The temple was destroyed in 587 B.C., but the sacrifices stopped in 600 B.C. during Nebuchadnezzar's first campaign, the first time he went to Jerusalem. And he took 3,000 people with him, Meshach, Shadrach, and the bad Negro. They all went to, to Babylon and all the vessels of the temple so that there were no more sacrifices at the temple. Now, the temple was not destroyed. In 587, he came to destroy the temple. But the angel Gabriel said from the time the sacrifice stopped, it would be 1,290 years, a day for a year. It will be the time to expect the abomination of desolation to send to the holy place. And that happened exactly, precisely in 1,290 years, the Dome of the Rock was built. 600 plus 1,290 plus the year 0, 691, when the Dome of the Rock was built the abomination that will bring the desolation. 
and, and the angel Gabriel said to Daniel, they will be from, the, from this time marker of the Dome of the Rock in 691. There will be another 1,335 years, a day for a year, to the end of the times of the Gentiles. That brings us to 2027, Jewish reckoning. That is why we are in the final Shemitah, in the final days of the times of the Gentiles, the end of global domination by Gentile nations, and the beginning of the end of all things, when the Messiah will come. First of all, the Lord God himself will come to Temple Mount to meet with his people. Ezekiel 43, verse 1 to 5. He will come there and he will meet with his people. He will draw them to himself. He will reveal Jesus to them as it was on the day of Pentecost. And all Israel will be saved. Romans eleven twenty six. That's our plan of God. Now, when we look at what's happening, how do we put it within the context of the end of the times of Gentiles? What is the purpose of this, this war in Ukraine? Number one, I told you it was for the exodus of the Jewish people. They have a divine appointment in Israel on Temple Mount with the Ancient of Days. And he will shake every nation until all the Jews have returned because God has a divine appointment with them in the land of Israel. We are seeing that, we saw that in Russia, God collapsed the Soviet Union to send the Jewish people back home to Israel. Now he's shaking Ukraine to send the Jewish people back home to Israel because they have something glorious and wonderful. After over 2,000 years in the diaspora, the time of the restoration of all things has come. The time when God will gather his people to himself has come. First the natural, which is the natural Israel, will be gathered unto him. And he will meet with them at Temple Mount, where he said, I'll put my name here forever. He will again appear to them as it was on the day of Solomon when he dedicated the temple. The glory came down. The Lord God spoke. Once again, he's going to speak. And that's why this conflict in Ukraine is to precipitate the exodus of the Jewish people. Number two, it is for the purpose of bringing about the political alignments that are conducive for the end time, end game. Because the end game has begun. These are the signs of the times. These are the last days. So the, God wants to align the king of the east with Rome, Eastern Rome, so that the kings of the east, all those nations, are now coming into alignment with Russia. So that there is an alignment and the, the kings of the West are coming into alignment with America. So there is a division of the two camps that will play a pivotal, pivotal uh, endgame defined in scripture. They have a role for each of them, have a role. So it is pulling its people to itself. And if you look at populations according to the 41 nations that went with Russia, and the, the, the 141 that went with, with America, if you look at the population, they're almost 50-50. There is a division in the world, in the nations, because the Bible tells us that there will be the two alignments of the Russian group, which is Eastern Rome. In the year 286 AD, 
Rome was divided. And 330, Constantinople, Constantine moved the, the headquarters of the capital to Constantinople. So we see it was made effective in 330, the division, when, they, when, when the capital was moved to Constantinople. And from Constantinople, basically moved to Moscow, to Russia. So the, 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 the Eastern Rome is based in Moscow. Western Rome today is based in Washington, D.C. It moved from Rome to, to London, to Washington, D.C. And we see that historical movement. Now the Bible says they are going to have alignments. The Russian alignments, the Eastern Rome will have its nations. The kings of the East will align with, with Eastern Rome. And the, the, the Western nations who are who align themselves with America. So those are the divisions that are being worked out through this Ukraine conflict. That's why we're seeing co commotion among all the nations taking sides because the time has now come for God to sort out the nations and bring them into their camps for the wonderful, wonderful time before us, the coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ the blessed hope that we have, the coming of the king. But before the king comes, this alignment has to take place. So number two is the alignment, the political alignments of the nations for the end game. Number three, it is for preparing the nations of the world for a nuclear holocaust. And the Bible says here, Two billion people will die. So the alignment comes, then the nuclear holocaust comes, whether it's this time or in the next campaign or in the next conflict, it doesn't matter. It's within this Shemitah. It's gonna happen within this time window. We are now living in the, tem we are in the terminal generation in the final decade on, on the planet. The king is coming and we are the people that say Maranatha, come Lord Jesus. Because of that, we need to understand history from a prophetic perspective. We need to understand what's going on in our world, that it is the fulfillment of biblical pro prophecy. There is an acceleration and a convergence taking place right now in the world of biblical prophecy aligning with the political events, economic events. Everything is coming together according to it is written, according to the word of God. The, the, the next thing that will come out of this conflict, nuclear conflict, is the unification of Rome. That means Western Rome and Eastern Rome, Moscow and Washington will come together. We're now in the days of the unification of Russia and America. What is the result of this global conflict? unification of America and Russia, Rome will be revived. The resurrection of Rome is the two Romes coming together one more time. 
This time they'll come together in the new world order. Russia will be part of the new world order. America will be part of the new world order. The Europeans will be part of the new world order. The Asians will be part of the new world order. So this is a war to destroy all division and bring about the unification, global unification, the rising up of the new world order. So the war is not for separation. It's partly what I would say, disintegration, falling apart, then integration. That's where we are, disintegration right now. Then integration into the new world order. The new world order will be a reality in our day. There will be a coming together of Russia and America in the West. So the question is, will America destroy Russia? The answer is no. Will Russia destroy America? No. Will two billion people die? Yes. Well, how do you know that? Because the scriptures are clear. There is a role for, 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 for the NATO nations, for America and NATO in the end game. It's mentioned in scripture, so they're not gonna go away. And Russia is mentioned, it's not gonna go away. It's gonna be a major player, Gog, will come down into Israel as a superpower. So there is no destruction of the superpowers. They will be around, they will only unite. So there is no such idea that we're gonna be more powerful or they're gonna be more powerful than us. No, God has it all defined. There are limits to any of the, of the activities that's gonna take place. There is a limit to all the, 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 the outworking of the conflict and how it's gonna go global and how it's gonna take out two billion people. There is no two billion people in America. There is no two billion people in, in, in Russia. That means many nations are gonna be caught up in this until two billion people are dead. And it tells us how they're gonna die, what's gonna happen, how it's gonna happen. This is how specific the word of God is. We have an awesome God. He tells us exactly how it's gonna happen. In the book of Jeremiah chapter 25, that's 32 to 33. I give you, it is written, because I believe in the inerrancy of scripture. I believe in the infallibility of prophecy. That's why I give you scripture. Because I believe it is written. It's the last word on any subject. Here we are told how it's going to happen. This third world war. How it's going to happen. How what weapons going to be used. That says the Lord of hosts. Behold. Disaster shall go forth from nation to nation. Disaster shall go forth from nation to nation. Many nations are going to be caught up in this. Thus says the Lord. Watch your news. Follow what's going on. Nations are coming together for Russia, for America. They're taking sides. This conflict will be nation to nation. And great and a great whirlwind shall be raised up from the furthest parts of the earth. A great whirlwind. Hypersonic weapons will be unleashed from one end of the earth to another. Intercontinental ballistic missiles will be released from one end of the earth to another. Because God said it. He said, that's what's going to happen. 
We don't have to wait for it to happen. We pray that God will, will hear our cry and our prayers. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and forgive their sins and heal their land. Second Chronicles 7, 14. This is the call of the hour to the believers. It's a time to pray. It's time to seek God. Just like Nineveh, he extended time. We have a responsibility to this generation to stand in the gap and to pray and to intercede. It's not a prayer about save America, save Ukraine, save Europe, save Russia. No, it's a prayer. God save this generation. This generation needs a visitation from heaven. Because God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Whosoever in Russia, whosoever in Ukraine, whosoever in Europe, whosoever in America, whosoever in Africa, whosoever in South America, that's whosoever we're praying about, that there will be a church vibrant on the earth, triumphant, victorious, prayed up and filled up. And you're part of that church. That's why you're listening to me. Because God's got so much for you to do in these last days. You haven't seen nothing yet. The wise will understand, but the wicked will not understand. You are understanding these things. You are seeing these things from a, from a prophetic perspective. You are seeing, you're entering into this supernatural spectrum of seeing and understanding the things of the Spirit by the Spirit of God. That's why we know that this destruction is going to go from nation to nation. And in a, because there is a division between nations. And this and the, 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 the war is going to split into different nations. It's going, to, it's going to affect different nations until two billion people are dead. I pray that the church of Jesus Christ will hear my cry. I'm a messenger to the church of Jesus Christ. To call them to prayer. To realizing that we're living in a pivotal time. In perilous times. Ominous times. Times in which you have to call upon God and know him and walk with him and hear him and abide in him because there is no other hiding place. He is our hiding place. This war will impact America. Will America be attacked? Yes. Will many cities be, be, be nuked? Yes. Will we nuke our Russian cities? Yes. Because all this is predicted. It's going to happen, but it's not going to destroy America. It's not going to destroy Russia. It's not going to destroy the earth. It's going to be one more war for the third thing that's going to be an outcome of this conflict. The third thing that's going to come out of this conflict is the new world order. The coming together of all the nations of the world to create a global government. And men will say, peace and safety at last. There's no more east and west. We are now one people. And there'll be great joy, great celebration that the age of conflict is over. We're now one nation, one people. When that happens, 
There will only be one target. The undesirables. The people that believe in Jesus Christ and believe in the kingdom of God. That there is a king coming and his name is Jesus. The Antichrist will say, no, I am your Messiah. Don't look beyond me. I am the, I am the one you've been waiting for. And many will fall away in deception and follow the false teachings and the, the churches that will compromise and embrace the Antichrist. Many shall be betrayed. Many of the body of Christ who do not know what time it is are going to be disillusioned. Because when they see all these things happening and the rapture hasn't taken place, they're going to be disillusioned. They're going to be like, we were waiting for the rapture. Why is this happening? Why? Well, because you didn't read what scripture says. Immediately after the tribulation of those days. Matthew 24, 29 to 31. Immediately after the tribulation of those days. The new world order will be an instrument of the persecution of the believers around the world. The one world government with one agenda. The persecution of the people of God. So that's where we're going. This conflict will unite all the nations, and when they're united, they will have one common enemy, the people that are called believers in Yeshua, who are faithful and diligent to follow him and to serve him, who reject the Antichrist as the Messiah. Will the church be here? Yes. Because Jesus said immediately after the tribulation of those days, not before the tribulation, but after the great tribulation, then the trumpet will sound. And the church will be caught up to meet the Lord in the air. That's what God says in his word. I don't know what people say. I don't know what preachers say. I don't know what men say. I know what Jesus said. Jesus said immediately after the tribulation of those days. That's when he comes to take us home. So there will be a disillusionment as people see the suffering. And they say, where is the, the rapture? Why haven't we raptured? Because God never said we'll rapture until immediately after the tribulation of those days. Hear me, child of God. It is time you have biblical understanding and stand on biblical truth because the truth will set you free. As it was in the days of Noah, there will be a preservation of the people of God. What will happen to the overcomers? Revelation chapter 3, verse 10. He says, I will keep you away, not take you away. I will keep you away. There is the preservation of the people of God who fear him and who walk with him. A preservation, protection, as it was in the days of Noah. But you've got to know what time it is. You've got to be prayed up and filled up and know that you have to go through this. You've got to be ready to go through, to stand up and, and speak out and fight the good fight of faith until the very end. Because that's what the Bible teaches us immediately after the tribulation of those days. The devil wants you to believe it's, you're going to be raptured out of here so that you will be caught. You will be destroyed because you'll be disillusioned because of the suffering. You will take the number of the beast saying, well, the rapture hasn't taken place. So I will take the number of the beast. This, this can't be the number of the beast because you are deceived by the enemy that wants you to take the number of the beast before you know this is the number of the beast. That's why the falling away must come first before the man of sin is revealed. What is the falling away? It is the people of God taking the number of the beast, not knowing that this is that which the scripture spoke about because they are not prayed up and filled up. 
They're not reading the word. They're not waiting upon God. They're believing that they will be raptured out of here. Please, men of God and women of God, if this was the truth, Jesus would have said it. Why would it take 1,800 years before the first trip message was given? In 1830, a woman had a dream. Hear me. Paul did not preach pre-trib. Peter did not preach pre-trib. Jesus did not preach pre-trib. There's not one scripture that talks about that in, in the Bible. Every scripture talks about a post-trib, pre-wrath, rapture. This is the time for you to re-examine yourself and examine God's word. Because the deception is what will destroy the people of God. That's why Jesus said, don't be deceived. Why? Because in the last days, there will be a deception to make people believe the lie and take the number of the beast, thinking that this can't happen until the church is gone. Well, it's going to happen before the church is gone. It's happening right now before the church is gone. Because Jesus told you, immediately after the tribulation of those days, take, that, take the word of God, look it on your phone right now, immediately after the tribulation of those days, then the, 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 the trumpet will sound, the angels go forth and... and and gather the saints from the four corners of the earth. That's Jesus speaking. So I don't want to believe Jesus. I want to believe my preacher. Well, I'll tell you something. There's only one who is Lord. That's Jesus. There's only one that's coming. That's Jesus. Your preacher will not help you. You've got to go back to scripture. You've got to find out what God says in his word. They'll tell you, oh, no, no. One will be taken. One will be left behind. Well, read that again. What does it say? The disciples asked Jesus, where are they going? He said, to the place of the carcass, not to meet the Lord in the air. There is no scripture that says that. But for 40 years, I preached that. So I, I don't blame you for believing it. I believed it. I preached it. I stood on it as a, as a blessed hope until God opened my eyes to say, follow the word. Do what I say in my word. And preach only what I say. That's when God told me, only preach, it is written. It is written. It is written. And he told me to stop quoting all my professors and my, my great thinkers, my great theologians. He says, I don't want you to quote men. It is written. It's all you quote. That's why I never quote any, any major theologian. You have never had me quote any theologian. I don't quote theologians. Here, it is written. The final word on every subject. The question now is, seeing we are seeing these things happening, how then shall we live? What shall we do? Are you ready? Because Jesus tells us what to do in these last days. We're not going to perish. We're not going to perish. There will be overcomers on the earth. Triumphant and victorious. A militant church. A powerful church. The manifestation of the sons of God. Right here on the earth, in the face of the devil. And the devil can't touch them because they are the anointed of the Lord. The anointing breaks every yoke of bondage. There is no power on earth that will touch the, the anointed of the Lord. All you need is the anointing to abide in him under the shadow of the Almighty. Memorize Psalm 91. There you need to, to abide. You need to know how to abide. You need to know that God's got a plan, a plan to keep you, protect you, to provide for you. Jehovah Jireh, your provider, El Shaddai, the God of too much. In the book of Luke 21, verse 28, 
Now when these things begin to happen, when you see the conflict in Ukraine, the conflict in the Middle East, the conflict in Southeast Asia, when you see these conflicts, the commotions taking place, Jesus has a word for you. And this is what he says. When you see these things begin to happen, look up, lift up your heads, because your redemption was not. Lift up your head. Look to him, Maranatha. Come, Lord Jesus. Come, Lord Jesus. Come, Lord Jesus. Look to him, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Don't look to people. Don't look to the United States of America, to Russia, to Europe, to mean all the propaganda, all the warmongering will not, will not help you. The Lord is your helper. What shall men do unto you? You need to run with God because this is the time to run with God because you're in the world, but not of the world. You're a child of the Most High God. Whether you're in Russia, whether you're in China, whether you're in Yugoslavia, whether you are in Ukraine, whether you are in Europe, whether you are in, 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 in Australia, there is only one place, and that place is under the shadow of the Almighty. We're in the world, but not of the world. We're going home. The King is coming very soon. Very, very soon is coming. And very soon we'll see the King. This is the good news. This is the blessed news. Because Jesus said, Assuredly, Luke 21, 20, 32, Assuredly, I say to you, this generation will by no means pass away till all these things take place. We are the terminal generation living in the final decade, the decade of the return of the king. I call you to absolute surrender. Surrender your life. God has chosen you for such a time as this. There is a future for you in the midst of the chaos, the pandemics, the lockdowns. More pandemics coming, more lockdowns coming. Confusion in the global village. There is peace in Christ. There is a place of rest in Christ. There is a hiding place in Christ. It's time to take your eyes off the world, off the television. It's time to look to the Lord. And believe with all your heart, with all your strength, in Christ Jesus. He is your hope. He is your loving Father. He will not leave you. He will not forsake you. He will not abandon you. The time has come. This generation will not pass away until all these things be fulfilled. We are living at the end of the times of the Gentiles. The final wars and rumors of wars have already begun. The final realignments have already taken place. Now, child of God, I invite you to the foot of the cross where you can look at Jesus as he hangs on that cross and die on your behalf to give you eternal life, eternal joy, eternal peace. The same spirit that raised up Christ from the dead dwells in you. The same spirit that raised up Christ from the dead dwells in you, as you. You're a child of the Most High God. 
You are the apple of his eye. The object of his eternal love. I invite you now to rededicate your life to Jesus. You've been lukewarm, double-minded, confused, angry, bitter, living in sin. But the time has come. Rise up, child of God. It's time to return home. Like the prodigal son, it's time to come home. The father is waiting. He will forgive you. He will cleanse you. He will, he will exalt you. He will give you a robe of righteousness. He will give you the shoes of leisure. He will give you the, the ring of authority. You're a child of the Most High God. And God loves you too much to leave you to these events to perish. He doesn't want you to perish because you're his child. All you have to do now is make that decision to rededicate your life to him, to recommit yourself to him. Father, I want you to, to pray. I want you to just, as I pray, I want you to be praying because it's time to pray. It's time to recommit. It's time to rededicate our lives. It's, I'm praying, I want to pray for you right now. Father God, I pray for those whom you have touched. They want to come home. They want you to cleanse them, to wash them clean, to fill them with your Holy Spirit. The joy of the Lord and the peace that passes all understanding. May you cleanse them, Father. May you forgive all their sins, my Father. May you fill them with your Holy Spirit from this day forth. Lead and guide your children. Thank you, Father. Because you say in your word, when we confess our sin, you're just and faithful to forgive us and to cleanse us from all sin and all unrighteousness. So, Father, thank you. Thank you for the sins. I commit you to the word of his protection. I commit you to the Lord. I want to hear from you. I want to know what God is doing with your life. Because God is not finished with you. He has got too much for you to do. And I want to pray for those who have never given their hearts to the Lord. They hear me. They say, I don't know what I can do. I don't know where to begin. I want to be a child of God. I want my name to be written in the book of life. I don't want to spend my eternity in the lake of fire. I want to spend my eternity with God, my God, my creator, who made me in his image, who breathed in me the breath of life. I don't want him to leave me. Pray with me. Repeat after me. Father God, I ask your son Jesus to come into my heart, to be my Lord and Savior, to cleanse me from all sin and all unrighteousness, to write my name in the book of life. From this day forth, I want to save you, Jesus. Thank you for dying for me. Thank you for bringing me into your family. From this day forth, lead and guide me. I am your child, and I want to thank you for receiving me back home. In Jesus' name I pray.
Amen. If you have prayed that prayer, please share this video with other people. Be a messenger. Be a witness. Pray for us. Pray for me. I need your prayers. That I may be faithful and diligent in doing what God has called us to do. We have a global radio station that's taking the message to the lost, to those who have never heard the gospel. In the tent, what we call 1040 window, they enriched people groups. We need your prayers and we need your support. Time is running out. This gospel of the kingdom must be preached to every nation. Then shall the end come. Be my partner in reaching the world for Jesus. May God bless you. Until next time, when I'll be sharing with you more about the prophetic events that are before us. May God bless you. Go with God.